Hello, Word Nerds. Thank you yet again for joining me um, in this podcast. What? Does that make sense? Uh, this is the podcast called The Dictionary, hosted by me, The Spencer. Uh, let's see. Yes, this is the third and final episode um, in on this page, page 71, by the way, uh, that I have to redo because I screwed up the audio. Um, and I also want to mention, because I actually forgot to mention this the last time I recorded, today, no- November, November? Is that where? Uh, November 11th. It is Veterans Day here in America. In other countries, well, actually, let me backtrack a little bit. It used to be called, and why am I blanking on it? We've read this before. Uh, Armistice Day. Yes, we read it not that long ago, actually. Um, it used to be known as Armistice Day because that is when World War I ended. I recently watched that documentary, uh, They Shall Never Grow Old. I think that's what it's called, uh, which is the documentary that Peter Jackson made about World War I, and he used actual footage and photos and interviews of veterans uh, from World War One, and they colored everything, and it's really way more interesting than you'd think it would be, because it really tells the story of when these young guys, 17, 18, 19 years old, uh, went into the war. They didn't really know what to expect. There had never been a war in the world on this level, obviously, and what their experience was like step by step, what they ate... Uh, digging the um, just all the work that they had to do, the actual battles. Um, it was really phenomenally well done and highly, highly educational. So if you can watch it, I recommend that. But so anyway, Armistice Day was the uh, the end of World War One, and then if I remember correctly, it was maybe when World War Two ended, or maybe five years after World War Two ended, they decided to change the name of Armistice Day. To Veterans Day here, here in America at least, um, I think in the UK they still call it uh, Armistice Day. So I salute all veterans. Uh, I I have much respect for you. That is something that I could never do. Um, you know, whether whatever your views are on on war, um, you know they're doing something. They are literally risking their life. Uh, to fight for their country, and you gotta you gotta give them a lot of respect for that. So we are going to say some words, um, and uh, yeah, Happy Veterans Day. First word for this episode is ascensive. A S C E N S I V E. This is an adjective from 1602. Rising or tending to rise. Now we have ascent. In the last episode, we had ascend, and this one ends in a T. This is a noun from circa 1596. 1A, the act of rising or mounting upward. Synonym is climb. 1B, an upward slope or rising grade. Synonym is acclivity. 1C, the degree of, evo- el- the degree of elevation, not evolution. Uh, and the synonyms are inclination and gradient. Number two, an advance in social status or reputation. Synonym is progress. Number three, a going back in time or upward in order of genealogical succession. And that just means, you know, like your ancestors, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, those are my ancestors. 
And I think that is good for that one. Now we are going to move to ascertain. This is a transitive verb from the 15th century. One is archaic. To make certain, exact, or precise. Number two, to find out or learn with certainty. Synonym, excuse me, synonym is the word discover. Ascertainable is an adjective, and ascertainment is a noun. And I still don't have a good joke for this, but it just reminds me of infotainment. Ooh, we're watching some ascertainment. And let's look at the etymology. It says it is from the Middle English accertainin, or ascertainin, which means to inform or give assurance to. And that is from Anglo-French ascertainer. I think that's right. Which is from a plus uh, certain, or certain, and that means certain. And we are going to move on. Did I say ascertainable is an adjective? Yes, I did, because then there's ascertainment. I have said that already. Now we are going to move on to ascesis, A-S-C-E-S-I-S. It is also uh, properly pronounced as ascesis, because it can be A-S-K-E-S-I-S. Wonderful. This is a noun from 1873. We have these synonyms self-discipline and asceticism could possibly also be pronounced asceticism. What does the etymology say? It means, or it says, it is from Greek askesis, and that literally means exercise. We are going to now move on to ascetic. Uh, And I think this is related, if I remember correctly. Could also be ascetical. This is an adjective from 1646. One, practicing strict self-denial as a measure of personal and especially spiritual discipline. Two, austere in appearance, manner, or attitude. A synonym for all is the word severe. Ascetic is a noun. And ascetically is an adverb, and asceticism is also a noun. And the etymology says this is from the Greek asketikos, which literally means laborious. And that is from asketes, which means one that exercises, or a hermit. And that is from askin, which means to work, um, or exercise. And so I think with the etymology, boy, I'm stumbling. Um, I think what this is basically meaning is that um, an ascetic is one who exercises uh, their personal or spiritual discipline. There's a lot of exercise in that and uh, less about practicing self-denial and more about, I think, just exercising um, a discipline. All right, we are going to move on to Ascidian, A-S-C-I-D-I-A-N. This is a noun from 1835. Any of a class of solitary or colonial sessile tunicates having an incurrent and excurrent siphon, called also sea squirt. Isn't that fun? There's a lot of words in here that I am not familiar with. Sessile uh, or sessile is S-E-S-S-I-L-E. Tunicates is T-U-N-I-C-A-T-E-S. There's incurrent and excurrent siphon, or is it siphon? I've heard of the word siphon, but I don't know if it's spelled the same way, but I think it might be S-I-P-H-O-N. 
the etymology says this is from New Latin ascidia, which is a group comprising tunicates. And that is from ascidium, which is the genus name, and from the Greek ascidion, which is a diminutive of ascos, which means wineskin. Yeah, wineskin, all one word, or also bladder. Next, we have ASCII, A-S-C-I-I, all caps. This is a noun from 1963, a code for representing alphanumeric information. And it comes from, uh, it's an abbreviation for American Standard Code for Information Interchange. Next, we have ASCITES, A-S-C-I-T-E-S. This is a noun from the 14th century, abnormal accumulation of serious fluid in the spaces between tissues and organs in the cavity of the abdomen. Sounds fun. Acidic is an adjective. And we're going to skip the etymology. Next we have asclepiid. Oh yes, I think I remember saying that I like saying this word, asclepiid. A-S-C-L-E-P-I-A-D. This is a noun from 1859, and it just has the synonym milkweed. The etymology says this is ultimately from the Greek asclepiid or asclepius, which means celandine, C-E-L-A-N-D-I-N-E. That is from asclepios, which is the Greek god of medicine. So I'm guessing milkweed uh, is used in you know various cultures um, as an ancient form of medicine. How far are we going to go on this one? I think we're going to go to that word. So we've got uh, two more. Ascacarp is next. This is a noun from circa 1887. The mature fruiting body of an ascomycetes. Oh, see, I had trouble with this before, but now I think I can say it better. Ascomycetes fungus and broadly, such a body with its enclosed ASCII spores and paraphyses. Uh, wow, that was fun. So, it's a mature fruiting body of an ascomycetus fungus. Ascocarpic, or ascacarpic, is an adjective. And you know what? I think we're going to go all the way, actually, to that word, so we can keep these all together. Next is ascogonium. This is a noun from 1875, the female sex organ in Ascomycetes fungi. Bet you didn't know that one. And last word for this episode is Ascomycete. Ascomycete. A-S-C-O-M-Y-C-E-T-E. This is a noun from 1872. Any of a group, much parentheses, any of a group of higher fungi with septate hyphae and spores formed in ASCII. Uh, I don't know what ASCII is. Oh, but I remembered that uh, we... Where is it? I think it's the plural version of ASCUS. Uh, whatever, we'll get there, or we won't. Um, Okay, so there were some funky words in here and parentheses that I skipped. So the group is uh, class Ascomycetes or subdivision Ascomycotina. And the higher fungi, uh, an example is yeasts or molds. 
Hi-Fi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It is spelled H-Y-P-H-A-E. It's not like your Hi-Fi stereo that you had in the 70s. And Ascomycetus is an adjective. The etymology says this is from the Greek Ascos plus Mykete or Mykes, which means fungus. And that is akin to the Greek myxa, M-Y-X-A, which means mucus, and there is more at the word mucus. So that is the end of this episode. I ended with ascomycete. I'm just telling that to my own brain. And the word of the episode, um, as fun as fungus is, get it? Uh, I'm going to pick ASCII because I think I can find a good example of some ASCII art to put on the Instagram page. Uh, If you've never seen ASCII art, you are about to if you go to my Instagram page. Uh, It's basically just relatively simple art that just uses alphanumeric letters and numbers and symbols and things like that to make something that's surprisingly detailed, I'd say. Um, It's pretty cool. So I'm going to see if I can find a cool example of that. That is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.